Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Great conversation again on Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. Thanks for all the calls. Lots of texts as well. We'll revisit this conversation more tomorrow and really throughout the rest of the season until Anthony Davis is out of here sometime this summer. We will see. We'll shift our focus to the Saints now. A lot of the conversation here locally has been, are they going to pursue Antonio Brown? What's going to happen with Mark Ingram? All of those questions and much more. I'm going to broach here with Mike Neighbors, who's joining us, uh, covers the Saints for CST and other entities. Mike, uh, how you doing, man? Last time I saw you, I think, was up at that dreadful NFC championship game. At least dreadful ending. It was a good game, I guess, but dreadful ending. Oh, you talk about Antonio Brown. Please don't do it, Saints. Don't do that. Please don't. They got a good locker room. I hope they don't do that. But I know we're going to get into it. But, yeah, that that seems like a long time ago. But I think for the players, they're still trying to thaw out of the uh, game that was the NFC Championship game, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, Mike Neighbors at Mike Neighbors on Twitter. Before we get into all that, uh, you were letting me know you got a new podcast with Scott Shanley, a weekly Saints podcast. I'm really curious about this. And Zach Streif, I think, was your first guest. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is a good snack, I would say, for the Houdat Nation to kind of digest in the offseason. We plan to take a year round, but it's called uh, Been There, Done That. And, you know, there are a lot of podcasts, Seth, but we wanted to approach it in a different way. We're not going to track free agents. We're not going to, you know, really have a lot of breaking news. What we want to do is have long discussions about the Saints with uh, players, former and current. We're going to have some coaches and a lot of personalities. And Streif was the perfect guy to kick it off. He had so many great stories about his first year as voice of the saints. And he also talked about the team and we try to have a little fun too. We have a more likely segment where we give them some hypotheticals. We just taped our second installment with uh, the great Jim Henderson today. So that was a lot of fun. He has uh, a lot of good insight on how he approached uh, um, his first year without the new Orleans saints. And he also talked about how he may have called that NFC championship game if he was still around and, and some advice to the NFL. So we're bringing in some big guests. We're talking, you know, Shanley obviously has a great Rolodex, and uh, I've covered the team for a long time. So what we want to do is have some extended conversations about the Saints from guys who played. And, you know, you know, this Peyton Breeze era is very unusual in the NFL, and so many guys have been a part of it. So uh, check us out on Twitter, at Dundat Podcast, and uh, we'll bring in Saints fans some good stuff. Oh, this is great. You know, I saw – uh, Jim Henderson, as I was leaving the press box to go down and, and go cover the Sean Payton press conference, I have, you know, you've been around Jim a lot. I've been around him a lot, too. I used to be up in the booth every Sunday with him for the last five years of his broadcasting career. I have never oh, wow. seen him more dejected than he was at that moment. I mean, I, he was literally speechless. Jim's never speechless. He was speechless then, Mike. And I, I know you probably got into all this on your podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people around the country, to me, this this kind of typifies the Saints' plight in that NFC Championship game because, you know, a lot of fan bases can complain about bad calls. But when you have people on Twitter from Missoula, Montana, and uh, Bismarck, North Dakota, weighing in on how the Saints got screwed over, 
you see what a bad call it was. And, you know, we talked about the depth of, of that call and, and how it will, you know, affect this team moving forward. We also talked to Streep about that in our first episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jim Henderson, as you know, is a pretty even-keeled guy. E- even on the air, you know, it was, it was we talked about the uh, the River City relay, the, the tough loss they had against Jacksonville back in the day when our buddy Deuce McAllister was part of that lateral where they made that great comeback against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then John Carney misses the extra point. And that was one of the more emotional calls for Jim Henderson back in the day. And then to have his last game be the Minnesota miracle and then to be a part of watching that. I mean, it's been an emotional time for the Saints. It's been an up-and-down ride. But, yeah, I didn't see Henderson after the game, but you could tell his passion uh, for the Saints and really against the NFL in our latest podcast, and we'll release that on Monday. Indeed. Mike Neighbors, CST, and the Dundat Podcast joining us here. So let's get into Antonio Brown here. I've gone back and forth on this myself, and and I think I'm – I'm leaning your side here. He's a Hall of Fame receiver. The production that I could envision him with Drew Brees and then Michael Thomas would just be explosive. But, yeah, the off the locker room presence here, with the chemistry that this team had really for the last two years, that's been so special. I don't know if I want anything in here that's going to mess that up, Mike. Yeah, he'd make a great San Francisco 49er, in my opinion. <laughs> just, right. just, just go way out there out west. Yeah, I, I, I think that you know there's a lot to pick from in free agency with wide receivers, and their their locker room, you know, in the Sean Payton era has been so sacred and so good in so many ways. That's why we this podcast is so special because there's so many guys. I remember after the NFC Championship game, going on the field after we wrapped up our post game show. And I'm talking to Pierre Thomas, and somebody picks me up from behind, kind of messing with me, and it was Lance Moore. And I remember all the great years covering those two players. That kind of, you know, kind of had the light bulb go off in my head about starting this podcast because I want to talk to guys like that about their years with the New Orleans Saints. But I bring those guys up because they were so integral to being great locker room guys. And you saw in the Peyton Breeze era when they kind of lost the locker room with guys like Brandon Browner and Kenny Stills. They had seven and nine years. They didn't have winning years. So Sean Payton knows how important that locker room is. I just can't imagine him bringing in an Antonio Brown. I mean, you can look at Eli Apple and his problems in New York, but I think that was a unique situation because he was familiar with the Marshawn Lattimore's and the Von Bells from Ohio State. They could kind of rein him in a little bit, and there was never a problem there. But Antonio Brown, that guy's been around the NFL for a long time. Is used to having his way in a lot of ways. So I just, man, I would steer clear of that guy. I really would. It's a great point. What do you think they do with Mark Ingram, Mike? He, I believe Mark wants to be here. I believe that he wants to, to set the records that he hasn't set, um, all-time records yeah. here for the Saints. But it comes down to money, you know this, and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, if he, if he goes, Deuce McAllister's record uh, will be safe for, for a while at least. But, yeah, I, I think if he took a poll in the locker room, Drew Brees would have the most respect of any New Orleans Saint. But I would venture to guess that Mark Ingram may be the most popular guy in that locker room. And there's a few reasons he gets along with all of his teammates. But think of the way he handled the whole Alvin Kamara dynamic the last couple of years. I mean, you talk about Antonio Brown, all these egos in the NFL. I mean, Mark Ingram, to me, you know <laughs> – didn't have an ego at all. He has interviews with him after the game, has embraced him as kind of a big brother, and that just shows what kind of teammate he is. And I understand if Mickey Loomis and the Saints can't match an offer if somebody steps up and offers him something outrageous. That's the nature of free agency. But, boy, he'd be a great guy to keep in so many ways to counter what Kamara does. We saw when he didn't play in the first four games how the offense was a little bit different. And also 
to me the, the dynamic of how popular he is in that locker room because I really do think he may be the most popular guy in there. We're hitting on all the big topics with you here. It's the first time uh, I've talked to you on the show for a while. The other big question this offseason is, well, do they extend Michael Thomas? I am squarely on the record here, and this isn't anti-Michael Thomas, Mike. Uh, this is just me with the position and how it's being overpaid and how these teams who overpay at the wide receiver position, they're just never competitive. I do not think they should offer a, a, uh, a, a contract that is like Odell Beckham's or could exceed at $20 million a year to make him the highest-paid receiver in the league. I think that could hamstring the franchise. So I'm a, a hard no on offering that kind of contract to Michael Thomas. Thomas, but I am curious to know, and I think I'm in the minority, by the way. So I am curious to know what you and everybody else thinks on this. Yeah, I wouldn't have any other receiver in the NFL than Michael Thomas. I'll first say that. I mean, what he did without a complimentary cast, Ted Ginn out for most of the year, and it was cute having all the free agent guys catch touchdown passes against the Atlanta Falcons, but we didn't see the staying power there. It was really impressive what he did on so many fronts. I think there are more athletic guys in the NFL. You mentioned Beckham. You know, Julio Jones comes to mind, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. I'd lock him in. I see your point, though. You know, you want to keep the window of opportunity there, but you also got to keep some of these guys happy. But I think Mickey Loomis is so good with the cap, maybe he can get both of it done. You know, if you if you lock these guys in, you tend to, you know, kind of save maybe down the road a little bit and keep these guys happy. But you got to get him help and you got to keep him happy. I don't know maybe if, uh, you know, there's a, there's some middle ground there. But I, I see your point, and I understand that, because with Drew Brees, you know, turning 40, uh, the window's uh, closing. It's smaller and smaller. It seems like we've been saying that for years, and <laughs> right. maybe we'll say it four years from now. Who knows? But I think uh, you got to maximize that window. And, and also, another thing is, if you do save that money, to your point, with not a lot of draft picks this year, free agency is, is a little bit more important. Indeed. Does it concern you that in the last 20 years, I think this is since 1998, that the highest paid receiver in the league never won a Super Bowl and they've only made one Super Bowl? And I think this last year, only three out of the 11 highest paid receivers in the league even made the playoffs. So that's the kind of, I guess, that concern you? That's the kind of hamstringing with the percentage of the cap that I'm kind of worried about, Mike. Yeah, that if you're if you're arguing, we're going counterpoint to point. That's a good argument in your favor for sure. But but my argument would be, I mean, look at the track record of the Saints. I mean, they drafted Marcus Colston, and look at the staying power he had. True. Yeah. And then he drafted Michael Thomas, and look at the staying power he could potentially have. You know what's amazing is, I covered his uncle Keyshawn Johnson in Tampa, and Keyshawn Johnson was more than a serviceable wide receiver in the NFL, Seth. But <laughs> his nephew Michael Thomas has. Uh, almost as many 1,000-yard receiving seasons in three years as Keyshawn did in his entire career. Now, if he has a 1,000-yard receiving season next year, he'll have as many as Keyshawn Johnson. Like I said, he had a great career. So I guess my point is I think he's earned the deal. I think he's earned the faith this organization has, especially with the lack of help. And if you give him that deal and you give him some help, I think they'll reap their benefits of that. It's a great conversation. And if I'm a betting man, and spoiler alert, I kind of am, Mike, uh, I'd probably bet on your side on this one because I do think the organization <laughs> is going to extend uh, Michael Thomas. Before I let you go, talking to Mike Neighbors here at CST and the Dundat Podcast, your cover photo on Twitter is you and Dickie V, Dick Vitale, who we watched yesterday call that LSU game. What's the story behind that pick, man? I'm glad you asked me that. Uh you know, we just started a, I have a video production company, uh, and aside from my work with the Saints, and we just started a series called Errands, where we run errands with sports celebrities all over the country. We have them pick three errands, and we pick them up, we run errands, but beyond the errands, it's great the conversations we have in between the errands. So 
the next guy, I'm talking to a lot of people. We're doing this all over the country. We're going to run errands with Zach Streif in a couple weeks. And uh, he's pretty excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'd love to find a real, like a Volkswagen and cruise around with Zach Streif, <laughs> uh, maybe a, uh, an old school bug or something yeah. like that. But if you go to if you go to YouTube and go to Aaron's and Dick Vitale, please subscribe. More episodes are coming. But Dickie V, you know, a lot of people think Dickie V is superficial and he's all fluff. Let me tell you something. When I started this project, nobody has been more loyal than Dick Vitale to me. And the three hours that I spent with him, Seth, I could have spent 12 hours with him. We watched his grandsons play tennis. We dove into his charity. I read the morning paper with Dick Vitale. You know, I've always been a big fan of his. But trust me, folks, when you see Dick Vitale on television, he's the real deal. He really is. I had a great time with him, and I look forward to more errands down the road. I love it. And Dick Vitale about to win a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Emmys. It's going to be great. Mike, I really enjoyed this conversation, buddy. Let's do it again very soon. Thanks for coming on. Always, said Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. There he goes. Mike Neighbors of CST, uh, the Dundat Podcast, and, which I didn't know, Aaron's. There you go. I'm going to go check that out. I hadn't watched that. He and Dickie V cruising around. Dick Vitale. We'll take a break. We're coming back with your calls at 504-260-1870. What do you think, Saints fan, on everything we talked about there? Extending Michael Thomas, going after Antonio Brown. Mike says no. I probably say no as well. Mark Ingram. The Saints bring him back. You know, have to overpay a little bit. 504-260-1870. The text line is 870-870. And a text from the 504 gives us a Dick Vitale. Whoa, baby, on Twitter. We're back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.